Alex, thanks so much for joining me today on the show. I'm super excited for you to be here. Um, for those of you who don't know Alex, and I'd be surprised if any agency owner didn't know who you are, but uh, Alex is the founder and chairman of Experiment 27, which is essentially a digital agency for digital agencies. And uh, I'll let Alex, uh, you'll probably talk about your agency better than I will, so I'll let you take it. That's a really humbling thing to say. <laughs> Every agency owner has heard of me. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so I so our company does marketing for digital agencies. Uh, we're about 15 people now, been around for three years. And yeah, the reason I got into it was I was a junior sales guy at this 50-person agency in New York. Uh, and on that team, there were four or five sales guys. And we had to split 14 leads a month between all of us. Crazy. And, yeah, it is. And there was no way because our, our numbers, uh, my number there was 750000 for that year. Uh, so there was no way I was going to hit that unless we figured out how to solve this marketing problem. So I got super lucky. I just kept pitching the CEO till he gave me a chance. And they ended up uh, giving me a chance to do digital marketing for them. I posted on Quora, I did some stuff like that, and we drove the leads up from 15 to, in the first month we went to either 45 or 60. I'm a little fuzzy on it right now. So let's say 45 leads a month. And then from there they made me the director of marketing. And so I just started uh, scaling up. We ended up at about 150 leads a month. Um, the company, and the CEO over there actually did a video on the website because we ended up growing the revenue by 16% just that first uh, six, seven months that I was director of marketing over there. That's awesome. And what kind of leads are you talking about? Were they like enterprise clients? Were they other, um, were they B2B, B2C, like just some kind of context? Yeah. So it's a lot of enterprise clients, uh, universities, uh, Alaska Airlines came through, McDonald's came through, wow. um, grocery stores, stuff like that. I like to focus, and we can probably talk about this later. I like to focus almost exclusively on the enterprise, even though most agencies like to focus on startups. I'm still of the opinion that most agencies focus on startups because they think they're the only type of clients they can get, not because they actually like working with startups. That's really <laughs> interesting. So in my work with agencies, I haven't come across uh, many agencies yet that really enjoy working with startups unless there's that little asterisk of that they're already you know, through a round or two of funding. So that's really yeah, interesting. Exactly. That's, your, that's your experience. Well, yeah, and at uh, the agency I was at, we did the exact same thing. So we, the startups we would work with, like my biggest client um, the first year I was working there was this $500,000 project for a startup, but they had just raised all the money. Right. So they came through an inbound lead. That's the type of thing that can really only come through inbound. Right. But they had raised all the money and they were ready to go. So yeah, if, if those type of startups are, if you can find them scalably, go for it. <laughs> but it's a lot easier to find enterprise clients that way. Yeah, for sure. Um, so here's the thing there's sort of like this elephant in the room right um a lot of people think that cold calling and cold email is completely dead i'm sure you either talk about this all the time or hear this all the time uh, you know your your philosophy with especially with experiment 27 is a little different so i'd love to just kind of hear your take and and some of the results that you've seen yeah sure and instead if you do it wrong like if uh, any agency owner here uh checks their inbox right now they're going to see all of these cold emails from other dev companies. So you can kind of see how the bad cold emails look, right? It's just, hey, your company's cutting edge in your industry, really love what you're doing. And then a bunch of bullet points like, do you need help with PHP, Infusionsoft, whatever, like a bunch of bullet points. And that doesn't work for anyone. Like I, maybe it worked like 10, 15 years ago, you know, when, when email was just taking over, but that's not the type of email that works anymore. Right. So the, the approach that I like to use is Focus on the exact market you're going to target. So for instance, let's say we're going after universities. We would look at an agency's case studies to see, 
all right, we're going after universities. Let's see which of our case studies are the most like this type of client that we're going after yep. and frame the entire email for that uh, stakeholder. And focus um, exclusively on their potential pain points and you know problem solving, solutions, all that good stuff. Yeah, so we do cold emails and cold calls at scale, you know, so hundreds a week. But the, the way you hide that you're doing it at scale is by customizing per niche exclusively. Like, uh, and we can talk about the email drips and everything, but one of the, one of the emails that I really love that we send, it's uh, the first line is a compliment based on what they're doing. So for universities, the easiest one to say is just go team name. So you can say like go Badgers or whatever, and that's very scalable. You can have somebody on your team just write all of that. And then coming up with ideas. So I'll say like, hey, huge fan of the university, go Badgers. Just talk to the director of marketing at University of Chicago or just talk to the director at another university. And he said that these are his two biggest pain points when talking about mobile. And I'll just write literally the two most common ideas uh, with a solution. So I'll say one, students aren't using their uh, intranet as much as they should. The solution we found is to have a more, uh, is to add an onboarding process and uh, add push notifications to their mobile, just something like that. And then, you know, idea number two, let's say idea number two is that, uh, there's no integration between all the different systems at the university. And the solution to that is adding a central database and then building an API. So all of the teams can connect together. Right. And if you're talking to a CTO and you say that kind of stuff that really hits it. Yeah. So uh, you're, you'll get the call immediately. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And the interesting thing about that is that email's relevant to every director of IT or director of marketing at every university. <laughs> so it sounds like you're talking directly to right. them, but you're actually talking to, you know, let's say 300, 400 people. Right, and I think that that's actually something that we, we kind of really should beat a little, bit, um, a little bit further because pain points don't always have to be specific to an organization. There's so much commonality with pain points in general. You know, so even if you're, let's say you're a retail marketing agency and you service 12 different categories or verticals of retail marketers, right? Health and beauty, uh, uh, sports apparel, you know, whatever they are, um, the pain points are going to be very similar. So like these, these email templates that you're talking about, they can feel super customized, but they're really not. Yeah. And a lot of the times, um, especially when I'm working with consulting clients and all right, first, I have to say, so somebody working in health and beauty and all these different things, if they get to the point where it's down to 12 verticals, like if they've done that much work where they know the 12 different verticals they're targeting, one, you're in the top 99% of agencies because almost no agencies do that. They say they work for everyone. But two, it, yeah, it's a lot easier to, to do this sort of selling. Yeah, for sure. So at Experiment 27, you guys, in my mind anyway, you're sort of like a lead gen and PR firm for, for digital agencies. Um, what would you say is um, uh, the most effective in terms of video content, um, podcasts, like all of this different audio and video content that we're putting out there today? What have you seen as the most effective for agencies? For agencies that are super niche, it depends on a lot of factors. So for agencies that are super niche, we've got this one that sells only to the pharmaceutical industry. And for those type of agencies, it's cold email that works best, right? If you know the type of industry that you're targeting, all your case studies are based on that one industry, you can go and just get in front of the right people. Uh, for other companies, maybe ones that aren't as established or uh, have more of a wider range, then events are the best way to go. 
if they're really good on camera, then video content's the right way to go. Like for Experiment 27, the two channels that work best for us are cold email, because we're super niche, we're only selling to agencies, and video, because I guess I'm good on camera. I'm better on camera than I am in text, anyway. <laughs> but I, I wouldn't give, I wouldn't recommend video content to most agency founders, okay. right? And you can tell based on, uh, based on a lot of the videos that a lot of agencies create that they're just not a good fit for it. Right. So uh, the, the main tactic that I recommend is picking a channel, going hard on it for two, three weeks at a time, and then revising. So for cold email, even, even as, as uh, intricate as per niche. So for cold email, I would say uh, come up with a list of like 200, 300 people, test cold emails following the strategies on b2bsalestraining.org or you know, on, on whatever we go over later today and see if it works, right? Make a couple videos, post them on your LinkedIn, see if they resonate. Go on Instagram, start posting with hashtags. Like it's, it really is a matter of experimenting with as much, as, as much stuff as possible and then seeing what generates even a little bit of ROI. Like back when, I was, uh, back when I was at this other agency, we did everything, right? I posted on Quora. We had one Quora answer that was driving like 14, 15 leads a month for a while. <laughs> but then when we tried scaling Quora up, all of a sudden, uh, I guess it was in that, in that point where Quora was just taken over by spam bots. Right. So that just completely went away. Uh, we tried directories and we found out that we could rank really high on one like Clutch. But then when we tried to scale out to like Dribble or Behance, the type of content's much different. But from Clutch, uh, from being number one, uh, the agency I was working at still is, I think, number one or number two in the world on Clutch. Uh, Clutch.co is a directory for digital agencies. We got a bunch of enterprise clients. So if you can do a bunch of different experiments, which is, I think, why we're called Experiment 27, if you can do those experiments and find what works and then scale what works, that's going to be ideal. You know, I'm not going to be here telling you that cold email is going to work for everybody. Yeah, for sure. No, I'm a huge fan in just testing everything and seeing what works. Um, so one of the questions that I would have is what are the most common reasons that a digital marketing agency would need digital marketing help? Yeah, I'm, the main reason is they're so focused on their clients that they don't focus on their own agency. You can see it when looking at most agencies' websites. Like a lot of the design firms I've seen try to refresh their website every year or two, but there are a bunch of SEO and web design agencies that have websites. They look like they were built in like maybe not 1995, maybe like <laughs> 2005, like barely responsive, that sort of stuff. Right. And it's it's surprising to see that and then look at the clients they're working with, and because the work that these type of agencies usually do for their clients is brilliant. But if those clients are judging you based on your marketing presence, you're just not going to get anywhere. Yeah. Yeah. I had done uh, a show recently about that exact, um, that exact uh, predicament that a lot of agencies put themselves in. So um, super interesting. Yeah. Um, the other thing I think it is, is um, a lot of agencies as they grow, almost all of their clients are inbound. So even up to like 80 or 90% of their leads are inbound. And so some of them get comfortable. Like I've seen agencies that can scale to like 15, 20 million, maybe even more in revenue just based on inbound. So they think, uh, you know, it's not necessary to test other channels, but inbound isn't really scalable. And also if you can spin up other channels, you can grow your inbound. The more people you have in your funnel, the bigger your agency is going to get. Totally. Um, so as we're starting to uh, wrap up here, um, what sort of imparting advice would you leave creative agency leaders with, um, whether it's everything from specific um, experiments, or a mix of things? Um, what do you think would be the most effective thing that they could sort of go to their team on Monday morning and say, hey, guys, let's try this? 
Sure. So the thing that I would do if you're running an agency is look at your client list and run through it, even in your head, who were the most profitable clients for us and which ones did we generate the most leads for? And then use that as a basis. You can come up with like one or two, like let's say it's someone who runs, like somebody in the banking sector or something. If you can come up with one or two clients, create an entire strategy around them. So cold emails around them. Think about where they live, right? Do they go to certain events? And sit down with the team, sales team, marketing team, and brainstorm where those people live. And then you can basically map out your entire uh, marketing strategy from there. Right, so start with one, one portion of the clientele, the ones that represent the most success, the most, let's say, the highest profit margins, um, success for the client, whatever it is, and then just hit that really hard. And then once you prove that out, go to the next one. Yeah, and it sounds super basic. And I've, I've heard it said so many times from like, uh, marketing people, you know, come up with user personas and all that stuff. But for some reason, it's like personal finance people telling people to keep a budget. Like they just don't do it. <laughs> and the and, and it's sad because that's what we found the most success with is literally learning as much as possible about one specific person and then trying to go after as many people like that person as possible. Right. Interesting. Um, if you haven't subscribed to Alex's channel on YouTube, definitely do that. He's got almost 10,000 subscribers, um, hundreds and hundreds of videos. I personally love them. Uh, keep up the good work, Alex. And thanks again for uh, joining me today. Thanks for having me.